0: a friend Jesus everyone he sees
1: Carolyn, thank you for your ministry this morning. And Amy, thank you for your ministry as as well. Uh, One point of order for the service this morning, Um, our dear brother, Elder Ed Turner, is not able to be here with some physical ailments. So if you would remember him in your prayers, I'm sure he would be grateful for that. Um, But our dear brother, Deacon Trenton, Jones has willingly volunteered to stand in his place and to offer that benediction for us this morning. If you didn't have the opportunity to come to early family morning worship, um, you missed something that um, was beneficial to me and I believe would be beneficial to you. And as I said to the brethren when we were in the back, I don't believe in chance. I believe that God has a plan and a purpose And that rings true even here today through our worship and our study and our spoken word this morning. And so I'd like to welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ and pray that you have come in preparation to receive that spirit which he is willing to give. And as you come and as you lay your burdens at his feet, that the spirit may bless you in those things that are done here this morning. In the 10th chapter of Deuteronomy, which if you were at Family Morning Worship, you would have heard this exact same scripture read, chapter 12 through 14. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God. The earth also, with all that therein is. With this in mind, would you turn with me to number 399. 399, take time to be holy. We will stand for the singing of this hymn, and after that, our invocation Be brought by Elder Justin Jones.
2: Father, and our God, it is in the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ, that we approach Thy throne at this time. And Lord, I would ask, first of all, that You would please forgive this congregation of their sins. Lord, please forgive us that we may be cleansed, that we might be pure before Thee. And Lord, as we enter into this hour of worship, I would pray for the hearts and the minds of this people. And I would pray, Lord, that Your Spirit, which You have given to them, and that Spirit which is here, would mingle and intermingle with our spirits. That we might be fed. That we might be enlightened. That we might be ready to receive, Lord, that which You have for us. And Lord, I would offer up before You our dear brother, Your servant, Your son, Brother Steve. As You have borne him up many times, Lord, and You have moved in and through him to bring ministry so many times to Your people, Lord, we would petition Thee again that You might do again for him and bear him up. That he might bring forth that ministry which You have for us, even that of the Melchizedek ministry Lord we ask Lord that your son may even be present here with us and move in and through our brother Lord won't you please speak those words of life to us that our souls may be filled and that we might be enlivened within ourselves that no matter what is pressing upon us now at this time would be lifted and taken away and that we would be free to worship thee in spirit and in truth Lord, I would petition Thee on behalf of this people and plead with You that You might do this for us, that we might be strengthened for this day that is ahead, that we indeed may stand in the face of adversity and be ready to answer forth with an answer for that hope that is within us and that we might help to bring forth Thy kingdom. And so, Lord, please bless us now as my prayer. In the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you.
1: At this time, I'd like to offer a prayer over the offering this morning. Would you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we know the gifts and the blessings which you have bestowed upon each of us and upon this, my branch. And Lord, we pray that a portion of that would be given back to you this morning, that that offering would be used to further thy cause to help those that are in need, and to help strengthen even this branch. Lord, we are grateful for all of these things and the blessings which you have given to us. And as we uh, make that offering this morning, may we do so with an eye single to your glory, that we know that all things come from you and through you. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: As a scripture lesson this morning, let us hear these words from uh, Alma in the Book of Mormon. From the Book of Mosiah, chapter 11. And now it came to pass that Amulon began to exercise authority over Alma And his brethren, and began to persecute him, and caused that his children should persecute their children. And Amulon commanded them that they should stop their cries. And he put guards over them to watch them, that whosoever should be found calling upon God, should be put to death. And Alma and his people did not raise their voices to the Lord their God, but did pour out their hearts to him, and he did know the thoughts of their hearts. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came to them in their afflictions, saying, Lift up your heads and be of good comfort. For I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with this my people and deliver them out of bondage. And I will also ease their burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And this will I do, that ye may stand as witnesses for me hereafter, that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, Do visit my people in their afflictions. And now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. Yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease. And they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of God of the Lord and it came to pass that so great was their faith and their patience that the voice of the Lord came unto them again saying be of good comfort for on the morrow I will deliver you out of bondage
0: Touch me, Lord. make me find
3: Thank you, Sister Sherilyn and Sister Amy, for your contributions this morning. You know it is in the ministry of music that uh, oft times the Lord can bless his people. I've sat under the ministry of uh, music through all of its varied forms. I've sat under music just as you have in all its varied forms. But there's nothing like the music that we have here at the church. Am I right? There's nothing like it that is given here. Because, you see, the Lord can only lend and dispatch the gift and power of the Holy Ghost When we're singing and speaking and thinking about him. To all who have taken the Holy Ghost to be their guide. When has he ever forsaken you or what prayer of faith has he not heard? Can you honestly say the Lord has forgotten me? Or what's the use in trying? And recorded in the testimony of John, the 10th chapter, we hear these words. And has he not said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow after me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You see, in light of this great knowledge, can we not go on in the great work, brothers and sisters, that he has called us to? Has he not said, I'll have a tried people? The trials of this life are but put upon us for a reason. And that reason is for us to be refined so as if by fire, if you will, that he may have a few people for the world to look to for answers. Frankly, you are those people that the world can look to For answers, brothers and sisters, you are called to be a light on the hill, a light that shines in darkness. We were awakened the other night, in the middle of the night, to all the sirens, and there were quite a few. And it lasted a little while. And it was loud. Woke us up. There are also spiritual warnings, brothers and sisters. I searched for my little flashlight. I found it. I knew right where it was. I got it. And we were okay for a while. Soon the electricity came back on. But these warnings can be uh, a spiritual thing to us as well, if you think of it that way, brothers and sisters. And let these warnings uh, find place in our hearts to warn others, to warn them of a judgment day, if you will, of a time to repent of danger of the adversary, and of the sin of indifference. I have been concerned with that for a little time now. Webster says that indifference is a lack of concern. Do we have a lack of concern about this gospel? In Proverbs, we find these words. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. I'm reading from the 8th chapter, verse 33 now. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Are you a watchman? For whom findeth he For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. What are you looking for today? What am I looking for today? Let's look for the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Let's look for Zion, brothers and sisters. You know, we don't look, perhaps, as we ought to at things, and particularly the gospel, in the right ways. It's just kind of like the, the fellow that was talking to his friend. He said, I'm going to go to the Statue of Liberty next week. And he did, and he came back and told his friend, I saw the Statue of Liberty. His friend said, well, what do you think? Isn't it really something? Isn't it grand? Isn't it great? Oh, it was nice, the guy said. And the fellow said, "What, what do you mean? You went, didn't you? You went to see it. He said, well fact is, it was kind of cold that day, and I had my jacket over my head. I came out in front, and it was kind of a foggy day. I looked up at it. I could see it, and it was nice. And his friend said, you go back there, and you see it on a clear day, on a warm, sunny day, and you go in there, and you look at it, and you think about what you've got here in this country. You think about the men and women and children who have come to this land and have sacrificed many things to get here and to be in this land. Oh, he saw the Statue of Liberty. But did he really see it? Brothers and sisters, I think sometimes we view the gospel that way. Have you really seen it? Have you really looked at it? Have you really studied it? I know I'm preaching to the choir, but we need to look at this gospel, the gospel of salvation that is given for you and for me. There's nothing in this world more important than it. And let's look at the larger picture, if you would, the larger view of this gospel. Some may say, well, I, I don't know. It's just some of our men got silenced and so forth. And no, oh, sure, that was true. A lot of our people did lose their very lives for it, for this gospel. They lost their children. I'm thinking of Hans Mill at the moment, they lost their wives, their families. Do you know what you have? Let us not view this gospel like the fellow did that viewed the Statue of Liberty and just glanced at it and said he saw it. Let us work for this gospel, brothers and sisters, as we've never looked before at it. And if that means going back and reading Volume 1, so be it. And you can study and learn and know these things. The Lord looks for someone just like you who will study His Word so that He can use you. He said, Blessed in that hour shall he be who hath made the Word of the Lord his study, and in that hath found contentment. For his face shall shine with the glory of its fulfillment, and his feet shall be beautiful in the light of its vindication. His lips and his tongue shall minister as in the stead of the Master. And in these shall the heavens have delight. Their words shall mean accomplishment. For upon them shall the heavens wait. And their eloquence shall be as the noise of the Holy Ghost. They shall not be known by the names given them of their fathers, but as messengers of God. For in them shall he be discerned and his shall be the glory of their success. You want to be successful? Study the Word of God and be successful to Him in this work. Christopher Wren, one of the best-known architects, known in the old world, I'll call it, Was instrumental in uh, designing 54 churches. He's quite a guy. Also, he designed the St. Paul's uh, Cathedral. And after the Great Fire, the foreman had died. So they began to build this new cathedral. Christopher Wren went to Charles II years before, and Charles said, well, there's not enough money, really. We just can't do it. But then the fire came along, changed things. So Christopher had to find a supervisor for that work for that great and beautiful cathedral over there. It is said that in the rotunda, you can whisper very, very slightly, and you can hear across that vast, linear feet, that whisper. That's remarkable to me. I'm in construction, and that's that's really interesting. So Christopher... Set out to find his uh, supervisor, if you will. He came to a fellow that was knocking on the stone, trying to perfect it for this great cathedral that they were going to rebuild. And Christopher said to him, what are, you, "What are you doing there?" Well, you can see he's preparing a stone. He said, "I'm, I'm preparing a stone." And uh, Christopher said, well, what do you think of that? He goes, well, I'm just doing my job. I'm preparing a stone. He went to another guy and said, what are you doing? He was doing the same thing as the first guy. He said, well, I'm preparing this stone and a couple of more here because I'm going to build a wall that's in the plans. Christopher thought to himself a moment and bid the gentleman good day went on a little further to this third individual who was basically doing the same thing. He said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm building a cathedral. I have to do this stonework first because that's where the foundation is and you have to start at the bottom and work up. But I'm just not chipping away at a rock I'm going to build a cathedral because I see it in my mind's eye. And Christopher found his man right there because he saw the larger picture, you see. He saw the larger view. Sometimes I think we, as Latter-day Saints, again, I say I'm preaching to the choir, but sometimes we just think we're carving out a stone. Oh, our departments have to be, and we're working in our departments, don't get me wrong, we have to do that. But I believe that the Lord wants us to see the larger picture, to build that Zion. And it won't be with a hammer and nails to a degree, but first it will start in our hearts And if we see the larger picture, we can go on and see what the Lord has intended, who the great architect is. We'll be happy with this beautiful city of Zion that we're called to build. We have to build it. I'm thinking of... uh, a little vase in my mind on the fireplace. Picture in your mind the same. On the hearth of it. It was beautiful. Years ago. This lady kept it with care. She'd take it down and dust it. and Make sure it was nice and shiny. She'd set it back on the mantle and do that once in a while. This lady passed away. It was time for her daughter to take care of that vase. Oh, she thought it was nice. It was just nice, really. She took it down once in a great while, and she'd dust it off, and she'd put it back up. Came time for her to die, and she did. So the third-generation granddaughter got this uh, vase. She didn't particularly think that much of it. Oh, it was nice. She didn't take it down and cherish it and care for it and polish it like her grandmother or even her mother. First thing you know, that vase broke. Crashed when it hit the floor. What generation are you in for the gospel message? What generation, if you will, do you find yourself in? I would hope it would be in that generation that cared for that vase, just like it is in the restoration, to cherish it, to love it, to live by it, if you will. What a great Lord we have to give us this gospel in which he gave his very life. His very life. You know, the Lord said without vision, says there in Proverbs, that the people perish. And so it is. But he gave us this wonderful Inspired Version, and as you know, that uh, Joseph and Oliver never did call it the Inspired Version. They called it the New Translation. Of all the translations that we have in the world today, in the Bibles, this one that you have is the most complete. It is most marvelous to have. And out of the... uh, 12 most popular versions of today. You have the Amplified Bible, the Christian Standard, Holman's Christian Bible, the King James, the Living Bible, the Message, the New American Bible, the English Standard Version, the New Living Translation, the new international version, the new American standard, the new King James versions, these are just but a few of modern day books of the Holy Scriptures. How blessed you are to have this one in all of its clarity, brothers and sisters, because all of these Bibles that I've named off to you says this, in verse 5 of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 8, And blessed are all they that to hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. All these other Bibles left out the word words after righteousness. Oh, we can hunger and thirst. What does that do us Spiritually we have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It says in verse 5 and verse 8 there, and I'll read verse 12. Blessed are all they that are persecuted for my name's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. all these other Bibles say it this way. Blessed are all that are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, do you know what you have? What a marvelous work and a wonder this is. If you have your Bible out there, flip over to chapter 8 of Matthew and look at verse 12. I'm going to read what's in all these other 12 versions of the Bible. And you read along silently with me this verse 12 of chapter 8 of Matthew. It says in all these other 12 versions, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. No wonder there's so much confusion in the world today. Ours says, but the children of the wicked one shall be cast out into outer darkness. How blessed we are To have this inspired version, I should say. How wonderfully blessed we are as a people. You want to be happy? Pursue this gospel. You don't have to chase after these other religions. And go and have your donuts and your juice at these other churches. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying that what you have here, what you have here is the best that's available to you. John said, I do only these things that please him. And there are many causes out there. What cause do we pursue? Do we say, I do only those things that please me, or that please the world, or that please my boss? No. We have to do those things which please our Heavenly Father. He has called us to that great cause, you see. He has called us to that. Let us establish it in our homes, in our daily walk of life, in our thoughts and words, and deeds, as King Benjamin said. What we have. Look at Alma, 17th chapter, if you have your Book of Mormon handy. Of course, I'd have to pick on Alma, the longest book in the Book of Mormon, but we're just going to read just a couple of things here. Let's look at the, uh, the end of chapter 17, just for, just for a moment. I say it's the longest chapter in the book. It takes me a minute to find what I need to find here. Look at verse 76. They were slothful, these people that were on this boat now that uh, Alma is describing, to exercise their faith and diligence and then those marvelous works ceased. And they did not progress in their journey. Therefore they tarried in the wilderness or did not travel a direct course without this ball or director, you see. And were afflicted with hunger and thirst because of their transgressions. And now, my son, I would that ye should understand that these things are not without a shadow. For as our fathers were slothful to give heed to their compass. Now these things were temporal. They did not prosper. Even so it is with things which are spiritual. For behold, it is as easy to give heed to the words of Christ, which will point you to a straight course, to eternal bliss, as it was for our fathers to give heed to this compass, which would point unto them a straight course to the promised land, Verse 80, and now I say, is there not a type in this thing? For just as surely as this director did bring our fathers by following its course to the promised land, shall the words of Christ, if we follow their course, carry us beyond this veil of sorrow into a far better land of promise. You see, These things are spiritual. And if you look, go back a few pages there in Mosiah, it says that we'll be driven back as they were driven back in that ship. They were driven back, brothers and sisters. You can be driven back if you don't listen to the words of the scriptures and listen for that still, small voice we can be driven back, spiritually speaking. And those things that you have learned and now aspire to, those things will be taken away from you, it says. Let's not be driven back, brothers and sisters, but may we go on, may we go on to perfection." For surely the Lord's work is the greatest work among men, not only in this generation, but in generations of old and generations to come. I'm going to let us out a little early this morning. Sometimes that's nice. But just remember that you don't want to be driven back You want to go forward and feast upon the words of Christ. For the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye shall do.
1: Would you turn with me to number 284, 284, I have found the glorious gospel. After that, our benediction will be brought by Deacon Trenton Jones.
4: Bow with me. Oh Lord, our God, how great and marvelous you are. You're so powerful, yet you love us so much, and your grace and mercy towards us is never ending. Lord, please be with us as we go to our, to our homes or wherever we go, that we would still continue to learn um, by your Spirit in our minds. And that we would ponder the things which we have heard. And please protect your saints, Lord. Please protect us as we go through the the trials and the desolate world we live in. <clears throat> for it is a a cruel world, Lord. Please be with us. Please be with us as we go. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the sacrifice he made on the cross for us so that we could have eternal life. I pray a benediction upon this service, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.